Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy July 25th, Monday. Top of the week to you. I do hope that you had a refreshing and restful weekend or just a ton of fun. I hope you're paying attention to things going on around you. I'm not really sure. I know my audience, by and large, I can keep up with those of you on Twitter. I know that you guys are definitely plugged into what's happening. But to what extent you're actually taking steps to get yourself into a favorable position, which quite honestly, you know, as a body of believers, I'm speaking to you believers, we are called to owe no man anything except for the debt of love. Right? And so when people are like, well, what are you doing to get prepared, Monica, for where we are and what's coming? Because, you know, the White House just redefined recession, and they're trying to convince you and low information and low-hanging fruit voters that what we're in right now is not a recession. And remember, this is the same administration encouraging you, and their Minister of Health is encouraging you, Secretary of Health, rather, rather, who really is a Minister of Health, if you think about it, in terms of the church of the absolute insane, um, in transitioning small children into the, you know, Roger Rabbit sexuality of their choice, which generally speaking, changes with the wind because they are children and they have beautiful little imaginations where they believe they can be anything from one day to the next. But now you have the medical community, including the White House, uh, telling you, convincing others who have are basically godless, or even those who do have God, like, oh, well, maybe this is the loving thing to do, right? Convincing you that a boy is not a girl and a giraffe is a dog and two plus two is five. And by the way, the recession isn't what you think it is and what we've historically referred to it as for, you know, millennium. <laughs> so fun fact, we are in fact in a recessionary period. We are now on this Thursday, please mark your calendars. Thursday evening, I will host a live show on Twitter Spaces again from 7 to 9 p.m. I will have financial experts on with me. These are people I trust with regard to financial information. We're going to talk economy, finance, uh, where you know people can shelter, which if you follow me at all, you know that I'm sheltering where gold and silver, precious metals are concerned. If you have savings, IRAs, 401ks, and you meet the criteria and you want to hedge and otherwise protect, shelter your hard-earned dollars, you can do so at monicaprotectswithgold.com. monicaprotectswithgold.com. And I have been on this bandwagon for months Actually, before I aligned with Gold Co., I've been hashtagging silver for the past 12 months. So I encourage you to pay attention, reach out, inquire. It costs you nothing to inquire to gain information. So back to what they want they, right? Back to Ephesians 6 and 12 in the real battle. So The enemy of your soul wants you to be distracted, confused, upended, angry, bitter, unforgiving, 
uh, terrorized because that's his kingdom. And those are his principles by which he lives. He wants you to be satiated, fat, gluttonous, bloated, um, you know, completely asleep at the wheel, ears clogged, heart completely clogged up as well, filled with, you know, rust and barnacles and all those things that come with life sometimes. Meanwhile, the conditions were set a while ago, but they are now incrementally, we, we have been in a frog boil, but the heat is being turned up and the feds are trying to convince you that you're not in a pot. That's really what's happening. I mean, you just saw Steve Bannon, um, convicted of being in contempt of Congress for basically not adhering to this kangaroo court, you know, that's normally held in a banana republic. And for those of you who used to think that we're living in a in a democratic republic or a constitutional republic, I, I think it's time to face the music that, yes, I do believe that God still sees and his eyes roam to and fro in the earth and he will execute justice. Um, I also believe that we are going through a very hard revelatory period in this country where you realize just how politicized and weaponized your judiciary has in fact become, which I've been talking about for over a year, but now you're starting to see it manifest. Kind of like monkeypox and HIV uh, along with COVID. Right? So pay attention. Pay attention to the quote monkeypox they're going to want you to be vaccinated. This is going to be the next push, and you know it's coming, so and it may cost you again in the way of not being vaccinated. And it's certainly costing people who have been vaccinated two and three times. I, I want to pivot for just a second, then I'm going to come back to this you know, changing of definitions and why it's so important, because words actually matter, but they want you to believe that you're not in a recession and don't take the measures that you need to take to protect your family. Right. Uh, for uh, the latest earnings and reports have come out of Walmart, out of all retail sectors, they're pretty bad. They're pretty abysmal. And that will only get worse. The job market and retail, uh, as well as the uh, hotel industry, any type of service industry, toast. Toast. People, I don't know what they're living on, but they, they don't want to work. So, you know, when, when, when pivoting to, the powers that be and the lack of justice. I, I will say here in Fulton County, uh, Senator and, and uh, Lieutenant Governor um, uh, candidate Burt Jones was was just granted a bit of a reprieve uh, on behalf of a judge who actually understands, you know, how not ethical it is for a sitting district attorney to give to an opponent's campaign who she plans on subpoenaing, questioning with the possibility of prosecuting. So that just came out of Fulton County today. Now I'm not, I was also just told that, um, that that may be referred to someone outside of Fulton County. I'm not really sure how that works since the special uh, grand jury is seated in Fulton County. So I'm not really sure how you would, bring in other district attorneys, unless, of course, this is just like a lynching. And we all know that there is a political lynching going on in this country. There is a retribution unlike anything I think we've ever seen. I mean, we've seen it from, from administration to administration, but you know, whenever it comes to Steve Bannon and in his executive privileges, right? forget about those. Those are gone. 
your attorneys, anything you say can and will be used against you. There's no such thing as attorney-client privilege, privilege, even on a presidential level, which is unprecedented. Yet here we are. <laughs> so again, we are in a we're in a frog pot in a crab pot that the powers that be who are who own the pot and the water supply and the natural gas even though they would have you believe they're all working on solar power to you know to heat said pot to a boiling temperature um they want you to believe that you're not even in the pot right i mean if you read anything coming out of this particular white house you're going to see that they believe and they write, they put these words in writing that this is the strongest economy we've seen in decades. And so I'm laughing, but it's really not funny. And and I have to tell you, unless God steps in, I mean, you, you've seen things come out of Michigan already where election results were already forecasted and published for the midterms. So I'm just telling you all to... Guard your hearts, guard your minds, and prepare for the absolute worst while, while allowing hope to still be a strategy, right? Because we serve the God of hope. Whether it's Fulton County, whether it's the White House, it's the Department of Justice, it is Michigan, it's uh, Arizona, Whatever's going on in this nation with regard to justice, God has absolutely put our butts on the scales, and we have found we've been found wanting on every possible level. And so we're being allowed to see these things, and so it's really important for us to not deny what we see, because the only way to bring about change is to get honest about your current condition. And as a nation, we are a reprobate nation. There's no doubt about it. Sexually, morally, ethically, financially, we are in debt up to our yin-yangs, not only individually, but as a nation. Collectively, we are, we are a debtor's nation. We are in a debtor's prison. Whether it's because of our goods and resources and materials, it is our industry, it's our offshoring, it's our manufacturing or lack thereof, it's farming, it's, you know, we have, we have straddled and attempted to do what I say. No man or woman can ever effectively do it unless you're trained to do it in the circus, but we have effectively nationally ridden two horses with one ass directly into our own demise. Nothing of a duplicitous nature stands because a house divided against itself will not stand. That is a universal promise. That's not just a proverb. It is a promise. It is a principle. So it's immutable. It is infallible. That is, it is, you cannot reckon that to, to lies. That is absolute truth. A house divided against itself, including but not limited to a nation will fall. And here we are. But that doesn't mean that God is asleep to or otherwise out of tune with the cries of his people, because I don't believe that. I don't believe that. God knows every hair on your head. So I believe that God is calling us as a nation to repent, and that doesn't happen by us pointing the fingers at politicians saying, yeah, you're supposed to repent. No, this happens on an individual mirror-to-mirror level. 
That's where this happens. And when that begins to happen, your communities will change and your politics will subsequently change. That's how that works. Culture drives politics. Speaking of, you guys should follow a friend of mine at KP Politics. I believe it's kppolitics.com. His name is Kurt Potter. He um, is a brilliant civics program, uh, but I would check that out. And, you know, they're, they're just fundamentals to politics that are irrefutable. They're absolutely irrefutable. And, you know, if you're, if you're trying to figure out what's the chicken or the egg, I want to encourage you to stop right now where you are. Just stop. Shut down the accusations of politicians. Stop. And act, look in your own mirror and ask yourself, what am I doing to contribute in my own home, my own generations, my own city, my own county, my own state? What am I doing to contribute to the reprobation of this country. Maybe you're in over your head in debt. Maybe you're riddled with bitterness. Maybe you're a liar. I don't know. Maybe you're a fraud. Maybe you lust for a seat at the table of your local politicians, and therefore you're willing to turn a blind eye to really bad actors. I don't know. I have no idea what your issues are, but we all have them. And so I believe if we want to see God's glory and his light shine in this darkness so that we can actually walk through this valley of the shadow of death, according to Psalm 23, because we're definitely in a shadow. We're in the valley. We're in the valley of the shadow of death. And for a lot of people, it's going to feel like death. And for a lot of people, it will be death. Because there will be thousands of people, maybe millions, who don't survive a recession slash depression. They're being told they're not in. And I imagine we'll just continue to print money, but you middle-class folks were about to be, uh, you know, printed right out of existence. People are not going to be hiring. People are not pouring back into their businesses and their industries, and you have to prepare for that. And that is not to scare you. That is not to demoralize you. That is to encourage you to get before your creator and begin to ask who you are, what are your gifts, what are your talents, Lean on him to make a way where there seems to be no way. And I'm speaking to you as a woman with a lifetime of experience in this. And I have never, I've never seen him forsake me. Now, I have turned from him, uh, assuredly. And, you know, and to my own detriment, and to my shame, had I not already reconciled that to the cross, but I have. There's nothing proud about, you know, making my own path and other than making mistakes, sure, but willfully knowing the word of God and believing it in my heart and still stumbling and turning from it because when that night of darkness comes upon you and you know, you're you're on the run from debt collectors and your own debts and bad choices and bad guys and um, you know, men and horrible relationship choices and financial choices and, you know, your husband's dead and, you know, your friends have abandoned you um, and you start questioning things. The enemy comes in like a snake starts whispering to you in your really dark moments. You're a bad mom. You know, you can't keep up with your finances. You can't even get a job. Now your kid is sick. Your family doesn't understand you. Nobody knows. I mean, those are the voices. You all know them. 
your your voices are, you know, relative to you. But it nothing that I've heard is uncommon to man. <laughs> so that's why I sit here on my show and have these conversations with you because the struggle's real. I'm getting calls from people on the daily whose marriages are in the toilet, their finances are in the toilet, their health is in the toilet. They they don't know who's or who they are. They're they're scrambling, they are scared. I understand. And my voice is here to say, peace, be still. That is why I'm on these airwaves. And I'm so grateful to be here to do it because God is so faithful in my life that he provides not only his own Holy Spirit and his voice, but the voice of others whenever I need it the most. And you all, believe it or not, are are the primary source of his voice. Because when I make a commitment to get on here, no matter how I feel, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I, what the enemy is telling me about my, my path, my purpose, none of that, my relevancy during this time and creation, um, when I get on here and I'm committed to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he will, in fact, prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And I get on here and I encourage you and I get off these airwaves and my life is back in order. And that's how that works. So I want to encourage you to stand up and I want you to stop right where you are and think about the things that you have in order. Take inventory in your life. I cannot stress this enough. And this Thursday, some of this is going to make a little bit more sense. I want to encourage you to commit to doing a few things. One, get yourself right with your creator. Whatever it is you need to confess, ask for forgiveness. Whoever it is you need, whomever you need to forgive, make a commitment to do so. Make a commitment to first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then you don't have to worry about whether or not all these things will be added unto you. Whether it's ideas, it's new creativity. Listen, every dark death season of creation, something is birthed out of that because God is not dead. And if you're still breathing and you're still above ground and you profess his son in your heart, your mind, and you carry his Holy Spirit, (laughs) there's nothing dead about you other than hopefully we're being called to be, you know, dead to sin. And so speaking of that, something that uh, has, God has really gotten my attention on lately um, are names, right? I have a dear friend of mine who is on Twitter and his name is the Truth Factory, Okay, and he goes by the Crypto Gauntlet. You can find him, um, and he's got this super deep James Earl Jones voice, and he's a, a great—he's just a beautiful black man, a husband, father. You know, just loves his babies, loves this country, uh, loves the Lord for sure, and he is an absolute truth speaker. And he will consistently tweet things about the names of God and names in the Bible. Period. Okay, and how important they are. And so there's some days where he just gets on my last nerve because he'll get on my Twitter, in my, in my feeds and, and just keep dropping these things where I'm like, dude, are you accusing me? Or are you informing me? Like what's going on? And I'm just, you know, I'm just dropping a tweet and here we go with the names again. And finally the Lord caught my attention last night and I was paying attention to how important and, and why names are so important. And so I want to drop this in your spirit today. Okay, because the more you understand about who God is, the more at peace you're going to be with who you are. 
When we attempt to circumvent our creator, we become um, self-idolatrous. We become our own creators. And in fact, we do as little G gods. Um, you know, Jesus said so. Um, Isaiah said so. The Psalms say so. Um, you know, we in fact have power within ourselves that quote little P power. <laughs> right? So the Babylonians had a name and they dedicated basically every uh every Babylonian to a to a specific deity. Whatever your talents and gifts were, that's who you tapped into and who you revered for and who you leaned on and pressed in for your respective gifts and talents, whatever those were, right? And so interesting to note that Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, um, those were their Babylonian names. Those were not their Hebrew names. And so whenever they were called upon to bow to the gods, that, the, that they were named after by Nebuchadnezzar. And they said, yeah, we don't think so. We're good, right? We're not going to do that to the point of death. We're not only not going to eat your meat, we're not because they were sacrificed to idols and to those specific gods, right? And those guys were like, no, nah, I don't think so. Like we're Hebrew kids. We know who's and who we are. So we're not doing that. We're not, we're not, we're not going along to get along. Matter of fact, you can throw me in the lion's den and I'm not going to call upon your God, using my name that you've given me as a Babylonian in captivity. And so here's what's happening. I believe that this nation, our nation, the United States of America, is in spiritual bondage, and we are in spiritual captivity. We're also in captivity to other nations who own us and our debt, our politicians, our industries, our manufacturing, in the way of offshoring and horrible deals that we've worked out throughout the years. And now they're owning our farmland and you wonder why they keep, you know, setting up farms and, uh, and, uh, communications installations within a hundred miles of a military base, which is 1000% illegal, but they do it anyway. And how do they get away with that? Well, because they have ownership here. And so I want to encourage you to pay attention to, to who owns America really. And it's not us because we're in debt. Remember, when you are in debt, you're enslaved. That's why God says to forgive, right? Because when you don't forgive, you're enslaved to bitterness. And if you don't forgive, then you're not forgiven. So there's that. <laughs> and, you know, and God says, hey, I forgave you for everything. So what, I'm sorry. Could you, could you run that by me one more time? Why, why do you think that the offense that occurred to you is more, is more egregious than what you all did to my son that he paid for all? And so, therefore, we're really left without an excuse. And you're listening to someone who has had more things, uh, you know, molested, raped, taken, uh, robbed, you know, beaten, you name it, I've been through it. And so, and by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, by the grace of his revelatory word to me and to my soul and my heart and my mind, I have been able to forgive. Now, I'm not saying that that's easy. I'm not saying I don't fall back. I'm not saying the enemy's not like snaking around in my ear and my face. A lot of times saying, yeah, well, you remember so-and-so. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I have to, you know, I submit myself to God. I resist the devil and he flees. That There's another very easy universal formulaic expression by which any of us can live. It's just really hard sometimes because our little bestial lower nature gets in the way, but we can do it. Right? So choose God, the devil flees. That's how that works. Choose, submit, obey, he flees. Simple. So while we're in captivity, what does all of this mean? 
we're going to go through a really serious financial crunch. I don't care how much money they, they print. Inflation is through the roof. And every single financial uh, guru, expert who I've listened to for the past month and who will be on my show this Thursday evening from 7 to 9 p.m., you don't want to miss it. We'll be live on YouTube. We'll be live on Twitter. We'll also be live in Twitter spaces. You can ask whatever questions you have. You can sit the, submit them to me ahead of time. Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. You can submit an email to me. You can submit your questions via uh, YouTube Live. If you're not subscribed to my channel, you should be. It's Monica Matthews. I love engaging with you all, and I have great guests on every Thursday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I will live stream. I'll be on Spaces, and uh, the podcast of this will be made available that uh, this Friday. So for those of you who cannot attend live, it's okay. Don't fret. It will be uh, delivered to your phone if you subscribe to my podcasts on uh, Friday. So all that to say, preparing yourself getting honest with yourself about your position, taking, uh, you know, reconciling your accounts, reconciling your life. Who is it you are indebted to? To who owns you? And some of you are like, oh, this is ridiculous. Nobody owns me. Yeah? Well, have you judged your credit card statement? What about your mortgage? Do you hold a mortgage? Do you know what a mortgage really means? Do you understand the definition of a mortgage? So, so as children of freedom, as children of light, of children of forgiveness and love and mercy and grace and compassion, and children of the God who understands that there's a timing for everything under the sun, right? The, the God of the Ten Commandments, right? That God, the God who named you. The God who's our provider, he's our redeemer, he's our protector, he's our defender, right? He's all-powerful, the God of health and miracles and, you know, turning water into wine, raising the dead, wiping out all of your debts so we are left without excuse for not wiping out the debts of others and living debt-free on every level. So I want to encourage you to focus on like three main things that you can go ahead and take care of, begin to take care of now while we are in captivity, because I don't think this captivity is going to let up, even with midterms, even with a 2024, you might see some of the pressure let off, but these guys are anticipating and forecasting, and not to say I'm putting my hope in them and all of their financial crystal balls, that's not what we're doing. Um, but when you get honest about the position of the United States, and you have spiritual discernment, it is undeniable. And you look around the globe at the condition of this world, and things are writhing spiritually, physically, financially, uh, politically, all these religiously, all of these things are writhing throughout the earth like a, like a snake with its head cut off. You have to get honest about the position we are in as a nation and you individually. And that can be kind of daunting and it can be kind of scary, but I also, I cannot, I cannot possibly stress how liberating it is. You know why? Because God is right there to be like, oh, thank you, finally. Okay, awesome. Here we are. And thank you for coming to me as your provider and as your faithful father to actually, you know, inquire of me and what it is I expect of you as my offspring, because there are expectations. I don't subscribe to the greasy gray slope. I just don't. Well, Jesus is our friend and he knows our, our heart. Yeah, he knows our hearts. He does. He knows it's wicked above all things. Otherwise, he wouldn't have written it. So our heart is deceptive. 
And out of, he tells us to protect our hearts because out of it flows the issues of life. Right? And if you need help with your heart, if you need heart, if you need help getting right in your head and in your heart and, and, and getting on the right track, there's no one like the Holy Spirit who can help you get there faster. <laughs> and it does suck. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it does. It's painful. You got to face some things and you do go through the valley of the shadow of death on a multitude of levels sometimes, but you come out the other side and you come out the other side because God is faithful, not because you are. You come out the other side because God is for you. You come out the other side because God has an expected end for you. He means well for you. He came to heal all of our diseases and forgive all of our sins. He is for you, right? Our father is for us. He's not abusive. He hasn't abandoned us. He's adopted us. He wishes that no man would perish, but he knows that not everyone will choose him and say, amen. But you can. And if you're part of my audience, that is my hope for you. So hope is the only strategy we have. If you influence politics and your life is not in order, your politicians will never represent what you say you want. That really is the bottom line. So your name is important. You're, you're going, you have been called for the past five or so years to call things normal that aren't. To call things love that aren't. To call things um, in order that aren't. (laughs) To call things natural that aren't. To call things just a way, that's just how it is, that aren't. You've been called to call death life and life death and love hate and hate love. And two plus two is five. That's why it's so important for you to know what the immutable truth of God is. And while God's Holy Spirit is living and breathing, his word never changes because he said so. We're not going to have a convention of of the Bible. (laughs) A lot of you want a convention of states. We're not going to have a convention of the Bible, but, but, but man does. With every translation, every iteration, every sect, every splitting off, you know, now, and something I'm starting to pay attention to, and I'll be bringing to you in the coming weeks, uh, I'm very excited about this. But now we've got, I've discovered someone who I cannot wait to spend more time with and studying. Um, And I'll tell you about him in the coming days. But this guy is on target whenever it comes to where the American church is in this interfaith movement. Right. Where, and you know what that is? It is the ultimate reconciliation movement. That is a spiritual movement in the earth where there are lies telling you, well, it's okay. Do what you want to do because everybody's going to be reconciled. Even the devil's going to be reconciled to God in the end. That is absolutely 1000% false according to Christian written doctrine. That is not anywhere in your Bible. The devil will never be reconciled. Satan will never be reconciled to. Elohim. It will never happen because Yeshua, Jehovah, defeated him. His 
future plans are for the lake of fire eternally. That is not where God is going to exist. And God willing, neither are we. So, yeah, God is willing. (laughs) Again, it's do you believe, do you confess, do you choose, do you obey? Do you know Jesus? Does he know you? Remember he said, so many of you will come to me and say, but Lord, Lord, I did this in your name and I did that in your name. And I voted for this guy. And I did this and I did all that. And I'm such a good person. And I believed in Buddha. And I squatted and did yoga on my mat 20 hours a day. And I left everybody alone. I was so peaceful. I gave to the poor and I gave to the needy. And I never hurt anybody, never cheated, never lied, never stole, never did any of that stuff. And here I am. I cast out devils and I gave to the church all the time. And, and, you know, I never, I just, I was a good person. And what did he say? He was going to say too many. Depart from me. I never knew you. And to know someone in the biblical sense is pretty intimate. So what does that tell you? He knows you. He wants to know you. Father knows you. And so the way you get to know someone is by committing and communing, right? And that's what we're called to do. So during these fiery trials, during this shadow of death for this, for this nation, we are going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death together or we will be divided. But you can do this with your family. You can begin to reclaim um, if you want to see God's absolute power uh, outpour over this nation. And believe me, where, where sin abounds, his grace abounds that much more. You know, but, but do we continue to sin because of that? No, absolutely not. But it's his kindness and his mercy that wins the hearts of the wicked. That's what the word says. It's his kindness. But that doesn't mean that we say amen to every wind of doctrine. And this whole interfaith movement, back to that, that's what that is. The church saying, oh, kumbaya, everybody come and let's hold hands. Oh, look at that. Muslim Brotherhood wants to be a part of the Christian church. We're building bridges. Isn't that great? No, some bridges don't need to be built. Some bridges need to be imploded because you have nothing in common. I mean, have we not learned anything from warfare and all the entertaining movies we've watched over the decades? Little kids strapped with bombs. Do we not learn anything through every Vietnam movie we've ever seen and how those precious babies were used? We see what happens in the East with their children, raised literally from the womb to hate the West, death to America, right? I mean, if you just even subtly peruse the Quran, (laughs) you will see that infidelity is taken very seriously and the proliferation of Islam is also taken very seriously. And there's basically... Um, there's, there's, it's almost like the criminal gang element who are parts of the MS-13 cartel world, right? Those guys are extremely religious. They actually pray to their patron saints of death. Um, and, and they believe they're doing the right thing when they're bringing fentanyl and children across the border illegally and trafficking all kinds of weapons and things through this country, and, and enforcing child slavery and other all types of slavery, for that matter, murder, all of that. 
because that is exactly how you revere the patron saint of death. Doesn't that make sense to you? And they will absolutely tell you they believe they're doing the right thing and they're serving their families because they're providing for their families. That is a reprobation of the spirit and mind. And so, you know, some people believe, well, yeah, they're Catholic. Well, yeah, but they tap into a hoodoo voodoo form of Catholicism that is not part of the kingdom of light and life. It's just not. Again, that two plus two is never going to equal four. Okay. So whenever you're speaking in terms of other religions and, and they come in the, in the form of peace and building bridges and can't we all get along? The simple answer is no. And I've said that for years and I'm not a radical. I'm not phobic. I don't hate people. I know exactly who I am and I know exactly what I believe. And I don't believe that every wind of doctrine should be welcomed into the Christian church. And God believes so as well. And that is exactly why I believe it, because it is written. And so I stand on that rock, and I would invite you to do the same. This is exactly how we've gotten ourselves into this Black Lives Matter, Marxism, fascism here in this country. That's exactly why it's been adopted. I found the cutest little girl today on Twitter who was, had these adorable farm videos of like her pet ostrich or something. And she's, she's trying to you know do this video, and the ostrich keeps trying to eat the camera. And it's absolutely riotous. And so I retweeted it. And then I went to her Twitter handle to see who she is and, you know, what she's about. She has like a a website rather. And right there in front of me was, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter. She's got TikTok, interesting things on there where she's kissing her ostrich and very weird stuff. And I thought, yeah, (laughs) cute kid, cute farm, you know, lured me in. And I thought, "Mm, no. No, I'm I, I'm not going to support that, and I'm not going to draw my audience into that. And so I deleted it. And I, you know, in my private time, I pray for her, and I have no hard feelings toward her. I'm not afraid of her. I don't hate her. <laughs> None of that. I'm just not going to perpetuate that doctrine. So, if anything, maybe I'll have her on the show, and we could talk about it, and then, you know, send her back out to influence her generation. She looks like she's probably like 22 or so. But these people have been beguiled into thinking that, you know, all lives matter. Well, yeah, no no kidding. We know that, right? But all this is is an infiltration, and you've got the church saying amen. You have mega churches with mega people who are mega known on their knees, weeping and whimpering over slavery, you know, begging for forgiveness and handing over the keys to their businesses and you know, all of their, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And apologizing for being white and, and for their success. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, get up. If you're going to wash someone's feet in, in an act of humility, because that's what we do as brothers and sisters in the Lord, that's one thing. But if you're being held for like industrial ransom, that is not godly on any level. It's just not. That is industrial terrorism is what that is. And that's what's been happening. And we've got spiritual terrorism going on in the church too. And a lot of your pastors will say amen. 
And because you all, your pastors, for some of you, have become worse than your politicians because you would literally follow them directly into the pit of hell because you like people in your church. Well, he doesn't always get it wrong. No, but man, the things he does get wrong, all y'all just went right over the cliff. Feeding you guys just crusty, moldy bread. Not even old manna. Just like filled with man-made gluten and who knows what, grown in a Bill Gates laboratory, right? Just feeding you all kinds of crazy. You, yum, 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 yum. you guys just eat it up every Sunday because it feels good, right? What did the Bible say about that? In the latter days, people's itching ears will deceive them and they will turn away from sound doctrine. I want to encourage you to wake up. If this doesn't apply to you, then don't be offended. It's okay. Pray for people that it doesn't, and be grateful, be thankful to the Lord for his grace and his mercy on your life. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing to be proud of because we're not like them. Because remember, that didn't go so well for that dude in the Bible either. So no, 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 there's no place for pride or any type of religious supremacy Nope, nope, nope. There's only one supreme being, and it is Elohim. It is not me. It's not you. It's not white. It's not black. It's nothing created. No one created. And no one outside of being visible, nothing invisible is supreme other than Elohim. Nothing and no one. So there, and Elohim is not the same as Allah. I hate to break it to you, and we can get into that conversation in more depth. Uh, in greater depth another day. But I really just, there's so much going on and I'm having so many great conversations with people who they've spent their entire lives, you know, in finance, in, in economic development, in emerging markets. You know, I mean, these people, this is what they do. And so it, for some of you, I'm going to encourage you to chew the meat, spit out the bones. I've also been, you know, just immersed in my time with the father and in scripture and he's been bringing people my way and drawing my attention to um, others who are fighting the good fight right now, especially with this interfaith nastiness that appears to be like this agent of light. When again, it's not, it's, it has far reaching implications and it's exactly how we've gotten to where we are today. And, you know, because the enemy is so good at confusing love with lust and lust with love and, you know, black is white and the moon is the sand and, you know, and and people are like, oh, yeah, well, as long as we get along with our neighbors. It's like, no, that's not what the word said. The word said not to agree with doctrines of devils. And then the word said that, you know, in as much as it's possible with you to remain, you know, at peace with um, all of your brothers. Well, who are your brothers? Right. And with all of man. Okay. Well, why would you be at odds? Why would you even argue with people of the world? Why would you argue with anybody to begin with? But, you know, the word says, "Mm, go into a house, leave your peace. If you can, if you can't, touch your feet. It's okay. Maybe you're just there to, you know, sprinkle the, the, the soil with some seeds. Maybe you'll be completely kicked out of the house. People don't ever want you to come back. They've castigated you. They will alienate you. They'll abandon you and reject you. And well, welcome to, welcome to kingdom 101. That's what happens. And so you have to be ready for that. And that takes maturation. That's a process. But the word tells you what's going to happen. And so take your peace. Get your house in order. 
I've, I've, I've gone a lot of different places, which I normally do, but I, it's because it's all connected. It is like this beautiful honeycomb. It's all connected. And if you can see that and you can see who your father is and his heart for you and his mind towards you, and you can receive that and then you can press into his mind and his heart and you can become, you know, the mirror image of your good father in heaven, then you will see your home, your community, your state, subsequently, eventually, your country turn around. Because remember, politics is downwind and downstream of culture. And you, my dear loves, are the culture. Don't forget that. Okay, until tomorrow. You can sign up for my newsletters at monicamatthews.com. You can also subscribe to my podcasts all over the place. iTunes, Stitcher, um, Pandora, Spotify, all those good places. And that'll come directly to your phone. Remember, go to monicaprotectswithgold.com. Someone will reach out to you and give you some information. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. 